0: Hi, and welcome to The Cyclical Podcast. My name is Cassandra Wilder, and I'm a naturopathic doctor and a women's cyclical health expert. This podcast is a space where we demystify all of the bad hormone advice we've been given and instead get back down to the foundations. Your dream of regular pain-free periods, balanced hormones, and vibrant energy is within reach. Join me and other incredible experts here every single Monday for conversations that are sure to be life-changing. Let's get started. Hello, beautiful friends. Welcome back to the cyclical podcast. Today is a fun, spicy subject, and it is on all things libido. I guarantee that this episode will present you with some new tools and options and ideas that maybe you hadn't thought about before. So know that I am super excited to hear your feedback from this episode on Instagram at menstruationqueen. How do we get our sexy back and get that desire back to enjoy intimacy? Well, that's the grand question we'll be talking about today. And like I said, we're probably going to take some different avenues than expected. Hint, I'm not just going to give you a list of 19 different random supplements to try. And instead, we're going to talk about a root cause based method where you can start to understand why your body is responding this way and then address it with a lot of love and compassion. Few challenges require quite as much love and compassion and awareness as the libido healing journey. I've been so lucky to support so many women over the years in restoring their libido. And as I mentioned, it's never what we think. It's not that you're broken. It's not that you're getting old. It's none of those things that we may be quick to blame. But instead, we get to slowly uncover what our body is really trying to tell us and then address it with a lot of love. Before we dive into today's episode, I'm so, so excited to go to Sedona, Arizona this April for my in-person cyclical women's retreat, and you are invited. There is currently one spot left, so if it is meant for you, take this as your sign. This beautiful retreat focuses on connecting to your cyclical nature while also giving you space to replenish yourself, rejuvenate, and relax. I've been so grateful to personally have guided 56 different retreats over the last seven or so years, and this one is going to be definitely my most beautiful one yet. I want you to imagine waking up in the morning with views of Cathedral Rock, these gorgeous red rocks towering over you in this gorgeous luxury lodge, you'll go downstairs, our beautiful chef will have made you a lovely organic breakfast. You'll start the day with some yoga, and then we will join for our first cyclical workshop. You'll have lunch. We'll go on a hike in gorgeous Sedona. Like, just imagine four days of bliss, and that is what this retreat is about, replenishing yourself and connecting to women that are just like you to rekindle sisterhood and beautiful connections. The link is below to sign up for Sedona 2022. Spots, like I said, are just about gone. There is one spot, I believe, remaining. So if it is meant for you, then I cannot wait to meet you this April. All right, let's get back to our conversation on libido. So what does the word libido even technically mean? Well, it literally means sexual desire. And i think it's important to point out we all have different norms for sexual desire some of us may feel like our libido has changed or it's no longer as active as it once was but like i mentioned some people just have different libido levels so some people may normally have a libido that's a touch higher or lower than someone else and this is okay so there's really no scale as to what libido is quote healthy or what it's supposed to be per se in terms of frequency or how much you wanna be intimate, but I encourage you to just think about yourself and your experiences to reflect on the times in your life where maybe you had the most sexual desire and think about what it was like. How did sex feel? What was the pleasure like? Did you desire it? These kinds of questions help us start to see what maybe our baseline really is. So let's say once upon a time, we loved being intimate three or so times a week. We had lots of pleasure, and now we're thinking like, huh, lucky if I'm in the mood once or twice a month, we can see that that is a difference. And so it may be fair to say that compared to our baseline, our libido is lower than it once was. So again, I don't want you to be comparing to someone else or some like intimacy coach on Instagram who says she has like nine orgasms a day or whatever. I want you to think of what your baseline is, and then to ask yourself, Do I feel like I'm living at my baseline or could my libido use a little restoration? Next, I think it's really important to honestly ask ourselves why we feel our sexual desire may be different now. So do we feel like we're really self-conscious with our body now after having some babies? We're a little softer in some places and so we're just having a hard time feeling confident. Was there a traumatic experience that we've lived through that maybe changed how we perceive intimacy? These kinds of questions are important because they allow us to pause long enough to think about what experiences may have influenced our views of sex or pleasure i know they can be uncomfortable to sit with but that helps us unlock one of the potential root causes to our own experience with intimacy and libido lastly i think it's really important for us to consider why we feel like we want to restore our libido Is it because our partner is mad at us because we don't want sex very often or are we being put down about it or shamed? Do we feel like obligated to get this under control? Or is it because we feel like we want to be more open and receptive and feel sexier and enjoy intimacy again? Because there's a huge difference between those two things and I don't want you to enter this journey out of obligation and shame and guilt. I want you to do this because you want it, because you truly want to feel more connected to yourself. And it's something that feels exciting to you. As you can see, there's already a lot of layers to the libido conversation. It's not a simple black and white, like, oh, you have low libido, just like take some B vitamins. There's layers to it and that's okay. If you're super excited to restore your libido and feel sexier and maybe even more confident, then this is the perfect episode for you. So per the Mayo Clinic, the symptoms of a low sex drive or libido include having no interest in sex or masturbation, never or very seldomly having sexual desires or daydreams, and personally having concern over your said lack of sexual desire. A lot of things can influence a lower libido. Some of the most common things are certain medications, surgeries, certain medical conditions, fatigue, smoking, and then of course moments in life like menopause, pregnancy, and breastfeeding can also affect libido. They tend to be times when some women experience a decrease in sexual desire. And that may largely because of how many big hormone fluctuations are going on during that time. But it's not just the physical stuff like I've just mentioned. Libido can also drop due to a lot of other pieces as well, like stress and relationship problems, trauma and poor body image, trust issues, anxiety, depression. So there's really a lot that can influence libido. And I think that's why it's super important for all of us to sit with why our body just isn't really feeling this need for sexual connection. Is it because we're burning the candle at both ends and we're stressed through the roof and our relationship has so much conflict and we just don't even have time to pause or rest long enough for that desire to even be a a potential option? Or is it because we're struggling with body image and confidence and we just don't really feel good about connecting in that way? Only you can sit with these questions and know for sure, but I'd really, really recommend getting a journal out and literally just asking yourself, why don't I feel like I wanna be intimate? And you may be surprised by what comes up. Do that with a lot of compassion and zero judgment, but that will give you a little perspective into internally what may be going on. This may connect with someone here, but occasionally I've had clients come to me where they specifically wanna restore their libido. And so we'll start to go through all the questions and ultimately, it'll feel pretty clear to me that it's not her hormones or anything physically that's taking away from her libido, but instead there's a disconnect between her and her partner. So sometimes it comes out that she feels like she's disappointing her partner, and maybe their partner has a different sexual baseline than they do, and she's maybe not happy in the relationship, and quickly this like big can of worms can be opened. So, of course, in those settings, this is always addressed with a lot of love and compassion, but libido is not as easy as like, oh, just take this supplement. We have to look on all these levels without judgment so that we can understand what's really going on. If we find that our libido changes are not necessarily from anything going on in our relationship or past experiences, then usually the next place I start to look is the hormones. The hormones 100% can influence our sexual desire, especially hormones like testosterone and estrogen, progesterone and cortisol. If they are imbalanced, they can all hugely decrease libido. So like with cortisol, the stress hormone, if it's too high or really, really low, for example, the body may not have the natural desire for intimacy because it's super stressed out. Or if their cortisol is very, very low, then their system's probably so depleted that there's no extra energy available to think about something like intimacy or reproduction with something like low testosterone it's actually a really common hormonal cause of low libido this is actually why a lot of women have really low sexual desire while they're on the birth control pill because most birth control pills are anti-androgen which means they plummet the quote male hormones like testosterone so that's why it's effective sometimes in clearing up acne or things that are being driven by excess androgens but your libido also tends to say Felicia and you can still have the effects of this even after you get off of birth control and in fact many women when they get off of birth control and do a dutch test with me we see their testosterone is so low and it's like obviously you're not gonna have libido if you don't have testosterone An underactive thyroid chronic stress like i said the use of birth control all this can influence libido in really really big ways so with all this backstory in mind, now we can ask the big question, which is, okay, so now how do we restore our libido? How can we actually feel more sensual and connected in this way? There's no one simple answer to that question, but let's start to talk about some solutions. So the first thing I talk about with all my clients is live with hormone balance foundations. This is the whole point of my program, Period Reboot, where we just lay out the foundations to having balanced hormones. Because remember, if our hormones are imbalanced, and say our testosterone is low, and our cortisol's high, and our estrogen is low, we're not going to have much sexual desire. Some of the big hormone foundations I focus on in Period Reboot and with my clients are things like prioritizing quality sleep. You know, it's often the foundations that are the missing pieces for people. So they eat really good and they feel like they exercise and whatever, but then we find out they go to bed at midnight and they're up at 5 a.m. every day. Well, that's going to be kind of a killer to a good libido. Same with eating enough food. Reproduction, libido, ovulation, all of that requires energy, which is going to be your metabolism. And if you've been chronically under eating, see my episode a few back about healthy nutrition habits wrecking your hormones. If you're under eating, you're undernourished, you've been giving your body the bare minimum for years, it's really not going to be a surprise that libido is not very high up in your body's priority list. And instead, it's kind of locked into survival mode because it doesn't trust that you're going to feed it. So the big hormone foundations really can be the night and day difference, which is why you know everyone's eyes glaze over like, duh, I know I need to sleep and duh, I know I need to eat. But <laughs> So often I work with women that feel like it's silly to go through and then we actually talk about their sleep or we actually go through their food journals and it's often illuminated that there's a lot of work we can do in these areas to give their body the basic foundation it needs to even think about having a libido or think about reproduction or ovulating or really getting well if the body is stressed. It's not going to prioritize things like this. I think that's why Period Reboot is always such a life-changing program because we go through, quote, the foundations or the basics that most of us have been missing. And when we apply these simple but life-changing tools, everything changes. So super cool. The next thing we have to look at is stress because stress is the libido killer. And we've all experienced this. So think of a time you were super stressed. Work was horrible. Your kids were super difficult and didn't want to sleep through the night, and you and your partner just were not getting along, and you felt overwhelmed. Uh, how much sexual desire did you have in that season of your life? Probably not a lot. This is because your body reads stress as danger. Your body really can't read the difference between my life is in danger and my job's just really stressful. It reads it the same. So. Think about in times of true famine or fear or something, your libido probably would decrease for a time because it's more focused on survival. So I really, really recommend looking at those big stressors in your life. So some people will write this out, like my big stressors are my job, my kid's daycare, my car, whatever. And you can go down that list and start to look at what can I remove? What can I change? Or what do I just have to change my perception of? So you'll be surprised how many things you could literally just get rid of, how many things you can shift so that they're better fits for you, or what things you just can't change like the state of the world and (laughs) all these fun things that get to stress us out. It's just a matter of us having to just make some peace with it in some way. Do not overlook the stress piece when it comes to libido, and thyroid health, and hormone health, and gut health. It all often traces back to stress. So if you're like, yeah, yeah, Cassandra, everybody's stressed. What you going to do? That's not the best mentality to have right now. If you're really trying to restore your body's health, the next thing is to sit with your emotions and your sexual experiences and the connection you have to your body. And just to see if there's something there that could use a little more love and attention. Do you feel like your body just isn't sexy anymore? And if that's the case, I would encourage you to grab some lotion or some oil and to rub it all over your body and just admire everything you see. Every blemish, every roll, every little bit of cellulite or stretch marks and just see how beautiful it makes you. Or if you feel like there's a past experience that's really affecting your ability to connect intimately, can you prioritize finding a really amazing professional who can hold a loving space for you to share about it and process it safely or is there a conversation that needs to be had with your partner do you need to tell your partner what you actually like or do you need more foreplay to feel like you want to be intimate or do they need to do something a little different in intimacy with you it may sound really scary to have these conversations but especially with our partners usually they're really receptive because they want to share this experience with us so usually they're very very receptive to little changes like this Next, I'd say just look at safety because libido and ovulation happen when the body feels safe. So this is kind of the same as the last two points I've had, but I wanted to make it its own point in that if your body doesn't feel safe, if you can feel you're locked in fight or flight and have a lot of anxiety and fear and worry, then it's very likely your body can't relax enough for you to have libido so what can you do to instill that safety in you so that you actually have some desire to connect in that way isn't this libido conversation so wild are there layers you're like who knew (laughs) that's how i felt when i began this journey to understand libido but i want to now touch on one of those final pieces which is only after all these foundational pieces have been looked at or addressed so we're sleeping well we're actually nourishing ourselves we're looking at these emotional layers then only then is it worthwhile to consider things like supplements because you can take any supplement all day long but if those foundations are missing you're just wasting your money so if these foundations are in place one of my favorite tools is maca root it's a common supplement used to support a healthy libido my favorite brand for this is Funkit Wellness. They make a great little powder option, and you can take 15% off with code DOCTORC15. They send me one every couple months, and it's super yummy. It's great in smoothies or oatmeal, um, and it definitely makes a huge difference for a lot of women. Another option can be a high quality fish oil. I like the brand Rositas, and it's supportive because it's bursting with healthy omega 3s. Or if you don't want to do a supplement, you can just add in really good wild Alaskan salmon or halibut or cod a couple times a week to get in these great fats. Ashwagandha and Panax ginseng are also two really interesting herbs that help restore the libido. But again, these are like way, way, way secondary to what we've already talked about. In my practice, I've worked with so many women over the years who came to me wanting to work on their libido as one of their primary goals. And while... Almost every single woman I've worked with had some sort of a different root root cause to their libido. Every single one saw some benefit over time by applying these tools. So some saw a night and day difference when we started to focus on their hormones and gently build testosterone and replenish the body after birth control. And others found huge relief just in talking about their experiences and getting an amazing therapist. Or even just talking to their physician and changing or stopping certain medications that were keeping their libido really low. But I think the libido conversation is powerful because it's the perfect example of something that has so many different facets and expressions of our health. But it can truly be restored if we take that root cause method. Of course, if all this fascinates you and you think our body is just so wise and incredible and you want to support it in healing on that root cause method, make sure you go to the link in the show notes and get your name on the waiting list for period reboot. The doors will open pretty soon for this incredible program and we go through the step-by-step process of balancing the hormones, restoring the metabolism, and creating more balance in the menstrual cycle. So again, that is below or you can go to CassandraWilder.com period. Lastly, I asked on Instagram if you had any libido questions, and I said I'd do a little Q&A at the end of this episode, so I'm going to answer a couple of the questions we got. One question is, in what part of the menstrual cycle is the libido usually the highest? Such a good question. So usually we see the libido highest in the follicular phase and ovulation phase because our body is building up and preparing for reproduction. Our hormones testosterone and estrogen really lead the way up to ovulation and estrogen even is going to tell the cervix to make more cervical mucus or discharge so we're going to feel wetter and we probably will have more of that sexual desire as we approach our ovulation window. Another question I got is why is sex so painful and I'm really glad someone asked this to bring awareness to this because this is something a lot of women live with and don't really know what to do or don't really know if it's normal or not. This is 100% the kind of thing you need to see your medical doctor about to make sure there's not something deeper going on but some of the most common causes of pain can be vaginismus which is just an involuntary spasm that happens in the vaginal muscles, endometriosis certainly could be contributing to this, and that is just where our endometrial lining that's supposed to grow inside the uterus grows outside of it, like on the ovaries or the bladder, um, and this definitely can cause severe pain. Um, there could even be things to look at with the cervix or the uterus, we could have pelvic inflammatory disease. So. This is why it's so important to go get an ultrasound and talk to your MD just to investigate a little deeper. And one other thing with the pain with sex that I think is not talked about enough is just birth trauma or just changes to your vagina or your perineum after giving birth. But again, another great reason to go see your gynecologist and just make sure everything looks okay and to really find an advocate of a doctor who will continue to search and search and search until they find an answer to what you're living with. So many good questions. Those were the two that I wanted to make sure I touched on today, but I cannot wait to hear your thoughts on today's podcast, so feel free to send me a message on Instagram at menstruationqueen, and let me know if this affirmed something for you and hopefully helped you see that you are whole and you're beautiful as you are. You're not broken. Nothing is wrong with you. We just have to look at your body and your experiences and your biology so that we can restore that libido (laughs) if you're hearing weird sounds in the background that is oliver clearly he wants me to take him outside so we better just finish up the episode there thank you so much for being here today and i will see you here next week with an incredible podcast with dr stacy and we are talking about breast implant illness so i will see you there Thank you so much for tuning into the cyclical podcast today. The best way you can support the show is by rating and reviewing the cyclical podcast on iTunes. It also means so much when you share this on Instagram and tag me. It helps me see what episodes really, really resonated and just keep the goodness coming. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll see you here next week.